thank you for tuning in to a couple of Keemers podcasts. I am your co-host, Francesca. People call me Frankie. And I'm your co-host, Christopher. People call me Chris. Welcome, welcome to our podcast today. We're feeling pretty good, pretty great. We are celebrating um, Memorial Day weekend. And we'll start off, like always, with Attitude of Gratitude. And I'll go first. Okay. Oh, my power just blinked. Anyway, that was weird. Hope it stays on. Anyhow, (laughs) I'm grateful for electricity. Please, Lord, keep it on. Um, I'm also grateful because we've made some um, purchases that have upgraded our lives, just some purchases as man and wife, or husband and wife. I actually hate when people say man and wife. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> some marriage purchases, and, you know, we were forever renovating and things like that. So I'm just excited about that, and I just got a little bug back for crafting. So I'm about to craft a couple things that have been put on the back burner, so I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. Um, yeah. That's what I'm grateful for. How about you? Well, I'm grateful for not only our marriage purchases. I mean, that was fun just to go and look and shop and just spend time together making a decision. Um, But also, I'm going to say just continuing to rest and relax. Excuse me, and enjoy doing things that maybe we hadn't had time to do before. Right, right. Because, you know, when you work and got other things to do, responsibilities, it's 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 hard to really get a break and when you finally do get a break you just really enjoy it and immerse yourself to the fullest. So I'll say resting and relaxing and um Enjoying our marriage purchases. Marriage purchases. Everyone's going to be like, what is it? Mind your business. It's regular stuff. Don't worry. Anyway, today, um, our topic, we actually don't have a title for it yet. We were thinking about it beforehand. Couldn't come up with one. So you probably already see the title. So you know what it is now. But in the moment, we don't. But we do have three kind of subject matters that we want to touch on today. They're all kind of in the same realm. But like I said, we just don't have a title yet. But those three things are, one, being with a married person and you're single. So being as in involving yourself intimately with them. And so kind of who's the blame? We kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand. And so we just thought it would be interesting to talk about it in our podcast. Um, The second thing would be having another relationship while your spouse is terminally ill, specifically with something where their memory is fading, like dementia, Alzheimer, or something like that. Um, because who did that? It was B. Smith's husband. Right, B. Smith's husband. That was that's kind of old news, but just kind of our take on that. And um, the phrase "take care of yourself." saying that to an ex and what that may mean or is that the right thing to do or you know we'll touch on it later it'll make more sense then but let's start with uh 
infidelity, essentially. Right. And kind of the blame. <laughs> it's funny because we're just we were just talking about this, and we just don't really see a hundred percent eye to eye on the root of it. We see the we see eye to eye, but the the, the details not so much. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to what we do agree upon, which is it's wrong, period. Right. But my point of view is it's more, there is a, a wrong, a super wrong, and just a wrong. So who's more wrong, who's super wrong, is the married person. And when we were talking about it, we were just, just for the ease of words here, we're going to talk about a married man with a single woman, like in a, some type of relationship. Um, but the sentiment goes both way. Like whether it's a married woman with a single man or even two married people, to be honest, but, um, you know, in relationship with another married person that's not their spouse. But just for simplicity, let's just go with the point of view of a married man and a single woman. I think that the married person, the man, is more to blame. Uh, It's wrong both ways, but I think... At the end of the day, the single person goes back to themselves. They don't have to report to anybody. They did not take a vow before God. I think it is the married person's job to protect the marriage. So in my eyes, it's wrong altogether for both parties. However, the brunt of it is on the married person, and in this case, the man. Right, and my thing is, because it's just funny when we were talking about it, like, you know, my thing is, it's, it's deeper, it's not even, actually, it's not even deeper, like, it's not even about who's more responsible, like, the responsibility is not even a factor to me, it's, it's, to me, it's just one of those things of morality, like, you gotta have morals and ethics with stuff, and to me, it's about one's ethics, one's values one's principles and what they stand for and to me i don't stand for being with someone who is married that's just me because i look at marriage the institution of it as sacred i do too i absolutely do i just think that it's the married person's like okay morals okay Morals and ethics are not black and white. They're not. So, but what is, but what is pretty standard in my opinion, is what who protects what. Like, if you're gonna, if you're like, I don't have to. I mean, this is not the greatest example, but I don't have to respect somebody's mama. But they need, like, you're not going to disrespect my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not somebody else's job necessarily, necessarily, but I'm not just going to allow someone to disrespect something that I cherish and love. So when it comes down to it, if that person wasn't married, it would be no issue of infidelity. So, yes, if somebody told me they were married, I would not be involved with them on a personal tip. Like, I'm not being involved with married people. Um, I've never been involved with someone who's married. I have been lied to before as far as they've been in a relationship. It wasn't marriage, but it was a relationship. So 
and that's a little bit different. I know we talked about that where if you don't know, then for sure right. the blame is on the mirror. And then person. I'm like, but what if you find out and you're already invested? And that you're right, and that did and that is hard because once if you do find out you already invested. Got feelings and love. Right. And like we were talking about earlier, I mean, there's many songs that delve into that same topic. And so people get into this catch-22. And like with the song I Wish from Carl Thomas, like, you know, here he's talking with a woman and she's expressing romantic feelings for him and vice versa. But then, like he said, you dropped this bomb on me talking about you're unhappily married with children. So now, okay, I'm screwed. Because now it's like, well, you don't belong to me. You belong to whomever you married to. And so for him, it's like, well, I lose because for the sake of the institution of marriage, you're not with me and you're not going to be with me. I mean, I guess technically a person could choose to divorce. They, I mean, it's definitely happened many a times. Um, but I say that to say, and my point is, depending on who you are and what you, what your thoughts and your views are, to me, it's not even, a, like I said, it's not a responsibility thing. It's just, I'm just not about to engage in that because I respect the institution of it. Not only that, but I look at it like this. In the old days, it used to be called, this thing called honor amongst thieves. So for example, you know, it was like, if they if somebody wanted to kill you <laughs> for whatever reason, deal gone bad or whatever, they would wait to get you. They wouldn't harm kids, they wouldn't harm the wife. Because their ethics, their morals was they're out of it. They have nothing to do with it. So why do I need to harm them? Why do I need to involve them? But nowadays, people don't care anymore, so people kill whomever. But I say that as an example to say. Like, my ethics are that if you tell me you're married, well, I'm going to leave you alone because I don't care about who you... that's personal. Me too. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with you if you tell me you're married or if I find out you're married. I think it might cause... I mean, just being honest, it might be harder if you lied to me in the beginning. Right. And I have now created, you know... We've created something or what I had believed to be something. And now it's just like you crushed it with one sentence. I'm married, you know, with two words. Mm -hmm. So because um, I think that's the same to me. It goes along similar lines of will this, the other spouse or for this case, his wife, is she going to leave him for cheating? Like to me, this stuff is not black and white. No, it's not. I'm not. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, people will, a lot of people will be quick to be like, yeah, if he cheat, I'm gone. But how many times mm -hmm. have we all seen men and women? But yeah. my most experience personally is women, like with myself or my friends, my friend group, because I have primarily women friends. But um, you say you're going to leave him when he cheat, and you might leave for a second. There might be friction for a moment, even a long moment. But you don't leave for real. Yeah. It'll have to be like, I I find most people do it when it's habitual. They finally leave because it's habitual. Mm -hmm. But like, 
finding out one time that they cheated? No. And so finding out, I just, I mean, I think it works both ways. Like finding out that they're married, but they're still pursuing you. <clears throat> if you, it, and it all depends on, I think, the single person's thing, like <laughs> their motive. So if they're looking for a husband, if this single woman is looking for a husband, I think that's ridiculous. People do it. But personally, I'm like, you just cheating yourself. Like, why would you be looking mm -hmm. to have a long-term relationship, a marriage with a married man? But if you're the type of single person, single woman that's just casually doing whatever, living your life, not looking for anything, or maybe already decided, I don't want to be married. Okay. I mean, what's that to me? But you say it's morals. And I, and, and I get that, but I just think... And I think it, for me, it comes from, again, the way marriage is emphasized. You know, because there's such an emphasis on marriage, on the institution itself, you know, not to say it's the same thing at all, but the only things that come to my mind is like, for example, if somebody, if you see somebody, okay, and they got on and they're in the military, for example, well, for me, I'm quick to say thank you for your service, okay? Because I respect the institution of the military. It's not about, oh, you know, respectfully, you know, respecting them personally necessarily, but I respect the military to the extent that if I see someone in their uniform or if I find out they're in it or have been in it, I'm going to say thank you for your service because I you, respect it. But if you don't say thank you for your service, does that mean you don't have any moral or ethical gratitude towards people who are in the service? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Mm. Not necessarily. So I apply, I apply that to this. Just because you engage in it doesn't mean, I mean, yes, if you want to get down to karma, that would be the main thing stopping me. But that's like, the second because thing. Because I me. want to be married. I am married. Right. But in my past, when I was single, I wanted to be married. So I just felt like, uh, no. First of all, I don't I don't share well, so that's one. And two, um I I just didn't want that karma because I did, I had decided that that is marriage is what I was seeking. Like that's what I wanted. And so because of that personal decision, cause that's very personal, you don't have to want to get married. You don't have to, whatever you don't have to do just about anything, but I decided for myself, that's what I wanted. So therefore I respected it because I wanted it. But I think if you're the type of person that might not respect marriage in general or not desire it, so it's not even like a full pro a full processed thought. Some people, they don't want it, it's still a full processed thought. Some people don't want it, so it's not. So I think like it's just one of those just gray areas when it comes to the person that's single, but it's not gray for the married person. You Unless you have some open type of marriage, but we're talking more traditional type marriage here, where it's not open, y'all don't have other people. And even with that, like, people still have understandings from what I know. You know, it's not just, not all these, you know, people who, most people aren't just, I don't know. Let me not even say that statement because I don't know. But from what I've heard, there's still an understanding there and a way to kind of go about it. Like, you don't just do necessarily 100% what you want. There has to be discussion. But anyway. Because I do agree, like I said, that, there's a difference between 
when somebody again doesn't know and then they find out after the fact. Oh yeah. You know, that's misleading. I mean, it's a different situation. That's lying. Right. But when you're told up front, okay, like they boldly tell you, like, yeah, I'm married. And you decide, like, oh, okay, I don't care. Like to me, it's not about that person and what they doing with it. It has nothing to do with that. To me, it's like if you strongly believe in the institution, I mean, to me, it's like you're going against your but own ethics. But that's the big if. But you're going against your own ethics at that point. Is it? I think me? so. You say I am? No, I'm not saying you. I'm I mean, saying if to, you're saying me, that's fine. I'm not saying you. I'm saying that if a person consciously says, well, I don't care. I mean, what's the big deal? You married? Like, in other words, to me, I see it as you're treating marriage, the institution of marriage, is no different than... Because, for example, like we said, you might hear somebody say, well, you ain't got a ring on your finger. To me, you're putting it in the same context at that point. You're putting it in that same context. It's like, oh, you ain't got no ring, so you ain't... Because people will say, well, you ain't married. To me, that means something more. It means something more significant. And maybe this stems from, to me, like more from a biblical lens. Because my thing is... Is this has been emphasized to me so much that it's so sacred that the idea, the idea of you engaging with someone who is, is like, whoa, mm, like that's really that's really bad. Not to say like something bad is just gonna happen to you automatically like that, but it's a mixture of karma and, like I said, your your ethics, your morals like why why would you want to if you view marriage so sacredly why would you want to is what I'm saying but that was my take on it I guess I just I mean I guess you you just pretty straightforward with it to me I think there's lots of loopholes I think it just depends on the person. And at the end of the day, to me, uh, it's on that married person to uphold their vows. And yeah, okay, it might be a moral and ethics thing on the other for both parties, but there's nothing that the single person has to uphold besides whatever morals and values they've decided for themselves. But the, well, morals and values can change. They can. So that can. to me is just like, okay, but vows don't change. So to me, that married person, mm-hmm. that's to I mean, I'm not saying that the single person is, oh, scot free, they it's no big deal because it like you said, off Mike, it takes two to tango. Yes. But there's just a big but to me. Like I just think at the end of the day, because and I guess I think of this because if I was the married woman and my husband was cheating. I don't care what she did. I don't care what she said. I don't care. It's you. Like, what yeah. did you do? Cause I don't care about her. She's a non-factor. She's not even part of this. Right. She part of the world. And I it's a whole bunch of world out there. Right. I agree with that. So I just think like, I guess that's why I come down to it of like, Oh, well, like you could tell me stories all day. What this woman did. I wouldn't care. Like, I wouldn't, as the one being cheated on, I wouldn't care who she is, what she did. 
It comes down to you. What did you do? Because you're married to me, not her. It's not her job necessarily to respect me. Yes, we would hope that these people have all these morals and ethics, but the world that we live in, it don't always work that way. Actually, most of the yeah. time. I mean, look at politics, look at everything. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, well, if I have a marriage with a person, which I do, I don't care about what the other person did, said, whatever. I wouldn't I want to know either. what you did. And right. the only way either. that it'd be kind of like a little bit of blame on the on the single person to me is if that person knew the wife, you know, then, whoa, okay. Like y'all had a, not even new, like if y'all were friends, family, God forbid, or something like that, like then yes, it is that single person has, but if it's a stranger that has no connection to your, your family, your group of people, your friend group or whatever, your church group or whomever, I don't care. Because to me, like a lot of things in life, for me, I ask myself questions. Like, are you someone that's willing to entertain this? And that's what it boils down to me. Are you willing to entertain this? Is this something you can deal with? Is this something you can live with? Is this something that will affect you? Is this something that will bother you? Because my thing is, life is complicated. Life is complex. But at the end of the day, all you have to answer is to yourself. And if you're the type of person where you know who you are, you know how you think, you know how you feel, and granted, unless a situation presents itself, you really don't know. But this is exactly why I say I ask myself questions. Because it's like, I don't know, but I know myself enough to know, like, I'm going to ask myself, I'm going to process this. And then I got to think more about it, like, okay, are you willing to be with a married person who comes on to you? No. Personally, no. Neither am I. So when we talk about this topic, that's what plays in my head. Like, is this something you're willing to do? Is this, you know? No. Right. But a third-party situation, I'm not the married person. I'm, not, I'm nobody in all the, you know, in all the scenario. I'm putting the blame on the married person that cheated, period. I mean, I guess with that part two of it, um, I look at it as, I mean, yeah, you could say absolutely it's the married person's fault, especially if they started it, they instigated it, okay? But, I mean, how often have we experienced in our lifetime somebody instigates something, but it's not about, what necessarily they do, it's about how you respond. It's about yeah. how you respond. That's what I just said. But what I'm saying is, for that third person, that third it's party. About the single person? Yeah, it's about how you respond. Just because someone comes up to you and tells you, hey, I'm just to let you know I'm married, I think you look good, I want to hook up with you, that don't mean you got to entertain it. It doesn't. I agree, because that's personal. But at the end of the day, I guess... Because that's why I said I guess it's just, it comes down to weighing on, they have to answer to their morals and ethics, whereas the married, the, sorry, when I say they, the single person has to check in only with their, with their morals and ethics, whereas 
the married person also has to check in with their morals and ethics, but also their vows and the person right. that they're vowed to. And, and I so agree to with, me, and I agree. That's the overarching thing. And I'm once again, I'm not saying, oh, the single person is blameless, but they go home every night to themselves. No kids, no whatever. But single. you don't know. But you don't know what that could affect them mentally or emotionally. Correct. Either. You never know what you could get into it. But I don't want to get into this topic as well. But it's kind of what we talked about. Just like sometimes with religion and especially Christianity and, mm-hmm. you know, staying <laughs> abstinent till marriage. You know, being oh, pure yeah. for marriage. Because they scare you with all these stories of how you're going to feel if you don't. And mm-hmm. what you're taking away from your marriage. And all this stuff that you really don't know until you get married if you ever get married and which i mean i always say this another podcast for another day (laughs) i found most of that stuff to be true because i lived my life (laughs) and now i'm married and i don't find i find 99 percent of that to be false for me could not be false for everyone but for me it was absolutely a myth debunked negative (laughs) so um yeah I think that's kind of what it is. Like, are you, at the end of the day, is the guilt of being with a married person going to eat you alive or not? And I don't necessarily think that they're a bad person if they doesn't. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily bad either, but I'm just saying, like, that's about your ethics. That's about your morals. It is. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're horrible people or they need to die and burn in hell. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's a matter of your ethics and your morals. And to me, I can speak for me. Like like I said, if that if if that situation had ever presented itself before we met and got married, like I would be like, mm-mm, that, that would scare me. I wouldn't either. <laughs> that would make me feel I wouldn't, so yeah, because like yeah. you said, it's like, okay, yeah, even with my thought process, let's just go with mine, that the single person is way less to blame than the than the married person. I mean, blame or no blame, right or wrong or however you view it, if that wife want to get crazy, if they got kids, if she pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, she could, I mean, it ain't worth it. I ain't trying to have nobody walking up on my doorstep talking about you messing with my man. No, I've never, no, no, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is, like I said before, it's selfish on my end. I protect self. My job is to protect me. If it, I'm. I'm not going to put myself in a situation that could go crazy because passion crimes are very real. And no, you're just asking for trouble when you're messing with somebody else's man, married or not, really, to be honest. When you're messing with someone else's man or woman, it gets crazy. And sometimes I think even with men, you know, heterosexual women and men, when the woman cheat, it could get kind of crazier because men, very territorial. So, or tend to be. Obviously, I'm generalizing here, but um, yeah. But from my perspective, even as a woman, no, I am not messing with nobody else's man, let alone husband. Uh, uh-uh. not knowingly, no, ma'am. So um, that's why I say, like, hey, for the people that can't do that, hey, that's them. Me, I ain't, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do that. I can't be that person. But if you, but also, I think if you want that smoke, go ahead. That's what somebody else is, man. And that's something you got to live with. Like you said, 
something that they got to live with. You know, mm-hmm. you got to deal with the consequences That's of that. You may yeah. think you're going to get off completely scot-free. Could be. Right. Could not be. Right. So many infidelities and things go un- unsaid, unmentioned, and people live, die, take it to their grave, have whole families sometimes. You know, people be finding out there's other families once the person dead or whatever. But um, in general, I just think that the blame is heavily on the married person. Not to say that the single person gets off scot-free, but that's just how I see it. Okay. And you say it's equal for both parties. It's, yeah, I guess it's equal for both parties because, like you now, I agree with the notion that, like you said, the married person got to deal with their morals, ethics, and then their spouse in that situation. Vows and God. Vows and God. But then, again, the single person got to deal with morals, ethics, and God, because they got to live with whatever, however they feel, whether it's guilt, whether it's not guilt, which they got to live with whatever they got to live with. And if they're okay with it, I mean, they're okay with it. But for me, I couldn't do it. But if they do feel guilty, I mean, they got to live with that. Because at the end of the day, there ain't no take backs. <laughs> There's just no take backs. There ain't no take backs. There's no take backs. But... We believe that God is a forgiving God. Yes. They can repent. How about that? Yes. <laughs> right. And I agree with that. So, well, I think that one, we just got to agree to disagree for the most part. We agree on some of it, but ultimately, agree yeah. to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the next one. This is going to be long. We might have to make it in a couple parts. But um, continuing. What's the next one? Uh, another relationship, having another relationship where your spouse is terminally ill, especially, well, it's not even just terminally ill, because you can have a lot of stuff when you're terminally ill. If they are ex- having Alzheimer's, experience home, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, where they can't remember you, pretty much anything, all that. How do you feel about having the person that is not experiencing Alzheimer's? The spouse. When this case you were talking about B. Smith, so specifically she. Mm-hmm. Wait, she. She was diagnosed with right with Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and her husband had another relationship, and he was. He had her living in the house too, didn't he? I think so, but I'm not sure. I gotta let's just say, check. in general, let's making the scenario whether it's about her or not. We got the idea from the B. Smith story, but our scenario is she has Alzheimer's, can't remember crap. He is her husband, and he also has a girlfriend, and she lives there. Go. <laughs> now, to me, I, I think it's totally disrespectful because even though she's ill, last stages of dementia can't remember all even though all that might be true that's she's still a person that's still legally and i would hope in some way morally emotionally and all that that's still your wife and she hasn't died yet can the woman die first before you decide to jump in this like i'm not taking anything away from how he might be trying to cope how he might be suffering mentally and emotionally. Like, that's overwhelming. That's very hard, you know? I 
I, being that I'm someone who had a parent that had dementia, I know what it's like to try to help someone who doesn't really have that good of a memory. And obviously Alzheimer's is worse than other forms of dementia. But I say that to say, like, can the woman die first before you just decide to, you know, be with someone else? But more importantly, if you're going to have that girlfriend, okay, can you not have them in the house? Like, to me, that's... that's so which on. one is it? Can they have the girlfriend or can they not in general? To me, in general, no, no. But especially if you're going to have one, don't have her in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where's the respect? You know, you can you can justify any and everything all you want, but it's like, at the end, where's the respect? Because that's still a person. Mm-hmm. You could say a shell of themselves. That might be true, but where's the respect? Yeah. Where's the respect? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just too old fashioned. I know sometimes my wife likes to joke and say I'm 85. You're just but, a little like you know. You're so um, heart first in your yes. decisions. Heart first, and I'm heartless. <laughs> no, I'm not heartless. I just I don't know. This situation is hard for me. Once again. It's not so black and white, but if I like sit with myself and think about it, not all things that sound good or feel good are good or are bad. So like, I feel like when you hear it, you go, oh my gosh, like he got a girlfriend and his wife is dying. But like you said, like, what is he experiencing? You know? And also if she truly is like, you know, not able to, I mean, because Alzheimer goes all the way to, like, you can't even function. So Right, your brain is right. essentially shutting down. But then down. it's, like, the beginner stages of just literally, there does come a point where they can still function, but they just don't remember anybody. And so it's, like, she doesn't even know who you are. And not to say, like, so she doesn't matter? No. But... Mm, it's hard because I'm also like, well, when did you, there's so many levels to it. So when did you find this woman? Like, was it somebody you was messing around with before? Mm-hmm. And then she got, you know, got that. Alzheimer's and then now you're like, oh, well, we can be together now. I don't know. Who is this woman? Is she just someone from your way past? How long were, how long was the married couple married? You know, there's like questions for me, but like, if I just want to keep it really general, I think, I mean, clean it up a little bit. She don't have to live there. You know, um, but it just depends on the person. Like, what if she's like literally helping him take care of her? Because I've taken care of many people and it's hard on one person. So do they have family that's helping? Because a lot of times family don't be there, period. Mm -hmm. One person burning all the load and people don't want to deal with it. And if you ain't got the money and you ain't got the staff, but even when you got that, sometimes... Like, just having somebody who at least knows the person or at least genuinely builds a bond. Like, you get really lucky when you find someone that, like, genuinely builds a bond with your loved one. And so that you feel comfortable, like, you feel 100% comfortable with them, like, caring for them. Especially, like, you know, I've cared for my parents and stuff, and I just can't imagine if they weren't able to, like, talk to me or remember what happened to them. Like, that would just scare the crap out of me. I've never had to deal with that. But it's like, 
if I can't come see you for three days and I show up and I'm like, what happened on Tuesday and it's Friday and you can't remember? Like, how do I know that I'm mistreating you? How do they know that I'm stealing from you? How do I know mm-hmm. that, you know, all these things, if there's no physical, you know, physical markings or anything I can tangibly like put two and two together, you know, I don't want them talking down to my parent. I don't want them, you know, cussing them out or calling them names. No, but like, so if this is a trusted person to help you care, if she's really going to care for the, I don't know, but then is she really going to care? Because she might be like, well, I hope you leave this earth so I can be with your husband. It's just a lot of things. It's just a lot of things that cross my mind. But the only way that I can like kind of say, okay, I guess it doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good and it doesn't feel good. But it's like, if the woman is a truly good woman and I'm talking about the non-wife and she really will care. She's a caring person, like caregiver type personality. And she will actually care for the wife properly. And nobody else is helping this man. Hey, cause how I feel about a lot of stuff is people going to always have their opinions. They're going to yeah. always try to tell you what to do. And they don't want to be the first one to lift a finger, send a dollar, give a good suggestion. None of that. But they just want to tell you how you going to do it. So like, but then you got the whole thing about marriage in there and like upholding your marriage. I think for me, shoot me, whatever. I think if it was me, I wouldn't love it. If I was a wife with dementia and I could somehow outer body observe situation, I don't think I would love it, but I would understand. As long as I wasn't being mistreated because of that, I think I would understand. And to me, it goes back to one word I haven't mentioned, boundaries. There's no boundaries with that. And to me, you know, because, and I'm I'm thinking for me too, as a person who not only dealt with it personally as far as, you know, my mom being ill and having to take care of her, and obviously it's different when it's your parent versus um, a spouse. But I'm saying that to say, you know, when you are experiencing that firsthand, like, yeah, you're obviously going to be feeling sad. You're going to be experiencing depression. You're going to experience a lot of things. And to me, like, even when, as my spouse, you, you know, when you were sick, like, I was terrified. I was... That was different. I had, I, I was in I, my right mind most of the time. If I was out of my mind, it's because of the drugs they gave me. It wasn't a condition of memory. Yes, that's true. Even though some things you didn't remember because of all the drugs and stuff. <laughs> but I say... It's giving me that gusto. Yeah. But still, even though you were still ill, that's the thing. And... But it's the type of illness. You can't just put every illness in a box. Like if you it's can't. cancer or something like that, no. You can't. But what I'm saying is, you know, I'm not putting all illnesses in the same category. I'm saying the fact that you were ill... The fact that you were in this vulnerable state. You're talking about someone who's in a vulnerable state. And the fact they're in a vulnerable state, and you're also in a vulnerable emotional right. state. Both parties are in a vulnerable state here at this point. Yeah. And to me, okay, like thinking about myself, I would I would be like, oh man, like my wife is going through all this. Man, I miss spending time where I miss us doing things. I miss, you know, all those things. Like all those things are flooding my brain. But then what's also flood my head is, okay, 
I got to make sure that she's being properly taken care of. Like, yeah, it's a laundry list of things. There's a lot to do. I was in the hospital almost the whole time that I was severely sick. What if somebody's severely sick and you're the only person really caring for them? Like, you had to be there and listen, and I'm not downing the experience here. I'm just saying, like, you had the doctors pretty much performing everything. Yes, you were getting informed and, you know, keeping the family informed. Imagine if you had to do all that, plus actually physically take care of me. I don't know, but that would be a a lot. It is a lot. Could you imagine having to physically, like, maybe give me IVs or give me the treatments that they was giving me, and you had to listen to the doctors, and you had to be on call and listen for me because you're probably scared out of your mind. I'm going to take my last breath. And, you know, it's like all these things. Like, yes. what if somebody was like, and then that was only, not only, because it was a long time, five months, but Alzheimer, I mean, that could be like five plus years. years. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long it's I'm not I'm not downplaying and saying it's not a lot. I'm not saying that. But what I am getting at is when you love somebody, you're willing to do whatever it when you truly love somebody, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm not saying like you're gonna sit up here and ignore your thoughts, or your feelings or your wants or your desires. No. But when you love someone enough, I think it, at what point do you say I got to kind of put it to the side a little bit. I kind of have to put it aside a little bit. I got to focus on making sure that this person is good because I promise to be there and take care of you. And I, But I believe I'm a man of my word. So my thing is... You always be coming for me as if I'm not a woman of my word because I think differently. No, no, no. I'm saying that... In, I'm talking about in comparing to you know this guy. My thing is... I'm a man of my word, so my thing is I'm going to make sure, like, hey, I'm going to take care of mine by any means necessary. I do what I have to do You're in so spite of my struggles. Buster. You know? Yeah, I've been frustrated. Now, granted, our situation was different. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that with us, like, I was definitely frustrated. I was definitely overwhelmed. I was definitely going through a lot that I hid and didn't want to share with other people. But that didn't give me ideas about dealing with someone else. Not at all. I was more afraid of losing you. And how was I going to cope? And I, But like I said, it's different in his situation because she got Alzheimer's, so she's slowly dying. Don't right. Remember well, stuff. I'm sure in the beginning. Well, I'm not sure. But I think it would be more likely in the beginning to have all those same rush of emotions. Once that starts to like mellow out after a while, it could be a year, it could be two, but if it's a 10 year situation, like, you know, you kind of, you know, it becomes like a routine and no longer like a shock anymore. I think that that's when these type of situations can happen because your brain stops being so much in shock and so much devastation or it's just kind of like, you know, now it's not so ups and downs. It's like whatever level you mellowed out at, you're kind of constantly there instead of like, it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. It just becomes more normal. And I don't know. Once again, black and white is so hard for me just to say blanketly that it's okay or not okay. I think, like I said, it doesn't sound good. It won't look good to others. Um, remember that, um, 
It's a little bit different, but that movie Stepmom, where they were already divorced, though. Okay. And then she, the mom, the biological mother, what, you ever seen that movie? Because the, the parents were divorced, and the mom had the cancers. Okay. And the dad had a girlfriend. And pretty much, like, the mom was, like, going about transitioning from the stepmom to really become what was going to be, like, the pretty much earthly mother figure because she knew she was going to die. And so, you know, I mean, there's different ways people see that. Divorce and the new... I mean, now it's become a little bit more like accepting that divorced couples and them having a new partner, it can actually not be dramatic or not have to be so cold cut. I think like Jada and Will, they show that, they display that, like we can still work as a unit and stuff because like old fashioned, it's like, uh uh-uh, that's his ex-wife. She don't need to be around, you know, or like Mm -hmm. it's just the kids. He don't need to talk to her or, you know, just real, like, have these staunch lines. And I think our generation is. Thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review if you like what you hear. Also, like, subscribe, comment, and share with a friend. See ya.